0: to the Breakthrough Room. I'm your host, Christine, and I am so excited to share this with you. So what's a breakthrough? Well, per the gooks, it's a sudden, dramatic, and important discovery or development. This space, this room, this podcast is your place to experience a breakthrough. Here, you'll hear some stories and life lessons that hopefully you'll find relatable, inspirational, and maybe a little entertaining because, well, it never hurts to laugh at life. So without wasting any more time, let's get started. What is up, everyone? And thank you so much for listening to The Breakthrough Room. It is episode one. And if you didn't know, it's because you probably skipped the intro and that's kind of rude. But I'm your host, Christine. (laughs) And I'm so excited to be here and do this. I'm kind of surprised, to be honest with you. I never actually thought I would do a solo podcast Uh, I do have intentions on actually bringing on guests, but today is just not one of those days. Now, before we go into today's topic, I think it's only appropriate that in this first episode that I introduce myself, kind of give you a little bit of like the highlight reel of how we even got here. I'll I'll try to keep it short. I don't know how short this is going to be, but I'm going to try to keep it short because we will go into different stories of times in my life and there's no need to elaborate right now, but... I am 35 years old, and I think it's pretty safe to say that I am a mental health self-help junkie. I started getting into self-help around 23, I would say, 23, 24. I don't even know if self-help was cool at that point, but that is when I really started to dive into it. It was post-college. I dealt with depression, honestly, probably from middle school to high school, even into college. And at that point, I didn't really understand what depression was. Like most people, I just kind of was numb and just going through the motions. I mean, I remember at some points in time thinking like, this is what happiness must feel like. Like everyone must feel this way. I think the best way to describe describe it, it was just a very numbing time. Uh, I had a very good childhood. I had great parents, great family, good friends. Yeah, there were different times in my life where trauma was introduced, but overall, I lived a good life. So I think part of why I didn't understand that I was depressed is because I couldn't understand why I would be. So around 23, 24 is when I just, I just wanted more. I didn't know what exactly I was looking for because again, I didn't fully understand that at that time I was depressed and I also had disordered eating and I kind of began my self help with, you know, the, what was it? Oh gosh. Oh gosh. It's, it's losing me. It's the positive. Good Lord. The secret, the secret. I can't believe I forgot it. So yes, so around that time, the secret came out. That was a big deal and everyone was all about it, right? Right. So I jumped on that bandwagon, but uh, I actually, in effort to get over, I'm not even going to call it a heartbreak because I will not give him that type of power, that piece of trash, but we'll just say at that time in my life, my feelings were really hurt, okay? But at that time, in my effort to kind of get over that and stop thinking about that person, I wanted to enter a bodybuilding competition. I, I had a love for muscle, but like literally never saw the gym in my life. Hated the gym. Couldn't keep a diet to save my life. I struggled with food and body dysmorphia. So of course, why not do a bodybuilding competition? Makes the most sense, right? I would never recommend this kind of treatment for anyone who is going through those mental battles, but it did work out for me in the end. In bodybuilding, I I learned discipline. I also learned th- the power of your mind. Uh, there are many times dur- during a competition prep where you just feel physically drained, then mentally drained, and nothing is fun. But you keep going and you just have to keep going for the purpose of your goal. And in doing that, like that really transformed my life in realizing I could conquer anything. In addition to someone who struggled with body positivity and healthy food habits, feeling trapped in the body I was in, being able to physically change it was honestly mind blowing. I think that was the first time where I realized the power of my mind and the power of my own inner capabilities is feeling at one point in time that I could not change this physical shell that I was in and I was able to shape it in the way that I wanted to. Um, so, bodybuilding did a lot for me. From that point on till about 2020, 2020 um, is when I would have, when I was in, in the bodybuilding world, I didn't always do shows, but if I wasn't doing a show, I was thinking about my next show eventually. Um, So I was very much still involved in that mindset, but it was a positive mindset for me. In fact, it was the thing that kept me going. I had different jobs here and there. Some I loved, some I didn't, some I made decent money, some I could barely freaking pay rent. And bodybuilding kind of gave me that purpose, right? We always kind of talk about finding our purpose. Bodybuilding did that for me. It made me happy. I felt like I was doing better for my life, for my, my mind and my health and my heart. And then I was also able to be a better person around other people because I just felt really good despite, you know, low carbs and shit. So while bodybuilding was a great piece of my life, truthfully, I still look back and I was probably kind of, the best way I could describe it is just kind of going through the motions. My life was good, right? I didn't have anything to complain about, um, but I wasn't necessarily happy. And that was because I was living a life the way other people expected me to live a life, the way my culture expected me to live a life, the way my family, society, just I was going by everyone else's rules. I had moved to Arizona after college. I'd been there at this point for about 11 plus years. That was never my choice. I never wanted to be in Arizona, but I I stayed in Arizona for other reasons, other people. I just kind of thought that I was supposed to have this very linear life. You go to school, you go to college, you get a career, you buy a house. In between that time, you find a relationship, you get married, you have children. That's what you're supposed to do. And that was the code I was going by. That was the life I was going by. And I was never fully happy. I was just going through the motions. So January 2020, I decide I'm going to see a therapist. Now I've seen therapists many times in my younger life, but I usually went for uh, specific reasons, I was depressed, there was some sort of trauma that I was trying to overcome, much like other people, you kind of usually seek a therapist when you feel like life is unmanageable this time i life was manageable, but I really wanted to understand why I did the shit I did, good and bad. I wanted to understand how I got in my way. Because I realized year after year, I had the same goals. I wanted the same things. And I never seemed to achieve it. But I didn't get it. Like, I knew it was me. It had to be me. But I didn't understand how it was me. So that's why I started seeing a therapist. I literally showed up to my therapy sessions with a notebook. And I would say, okay, Lauren, These are my wins for the week. And I would go down the list of all the things that I thought I handled really well. And then I'd be like, all right, well, these are the areas that I'd like to improve. And I would explain to her the scenarios in which I thought I could do better, but I didn't know why I was sucking at it. And we would go through that. I literally treated myself as an experiment. So quarantine happens. I was living my best fucking life. Okay, I thrived in quarantine. First of all, I did not luckily have to worry about employment. I still kept my job. We worked remote. So I was fortunate in that sense. But truly, what quarantine did for me is it finally gave me a sense of peace because I was no longer living by anyone else's rules. Because I didn't have to. I couldn't. I couldn't leave my house. I couldn't see people. I didn't have to feel obligated to making plans or feeling bad that I was canceling plans. I didn't have to talk to anyone I didn't want to talk to. I literally could ignore the phone call and then call them back on my time. I remember at one point I silenced my phone completely like all my alerts, all my calls. Like I would never know if anyone touched or if anyone contacted me by phone because everything was silence. It was beautiful. It was amazing. I mean, work was great because I'd answer your I am question done. Like I didn't have to deal with anyone's drama. I didn't have to deal with anyone's complaints, anyone's negativity. I didn't have to support anyone in that space, in that negative energy type of space. I could just answer the question, and you know, get involved when I need to. Boom, done. Laptop closed. It was amazing. I remember in January, in the very beginning of January, I was in the car with my sister and I told her, this is the year I'm going to move. I don't know where. I don't know when. I had been saying I wanted to leave Arizona since I landed in Arizona. I I don't know why something was in me that I was like, it's going to be this year. So time goes on. Quarantine happens. Summer happens. And I think I just kind of forgot about this idea of moving. Um, I just kind of got complacent, really especially like feeling at peace in my home. But August, I actually, let me backtrack. I had been talking about the idea of moving probably around March. And there were just, you know, I had a remote job, but it was temporary. There were still factors that I couldn't quite say, oh, I'm for sure leaving because, you know, job stability. You can't leave without that. But what I have right now, it's kind of flexible. I don't know when it's going to be inflexible. So around August, I remember specifically I was driving in my car, and I, something told me to just call my realtor and just tell her like, "Hey, I want to sell my house. What do I got to do?" It's exactly what I did. A month later, I had my house on the market on Labor Day, and um, got an offer within 48 hours. And then a month later, I drove my ass cross country with my dog and my girlfriend, my girlfriend like friend, friend, not romantic girlfriend, to Miami, and. Oh my God, that was life-changing. So first off, of course you hear Miami and you're just like, well, of course Miami was amazing. When you think of Miami, you think the beach, cocaine, clubs, and Cuban coffee. I could care less for almost all of that. I wanted the beach though. I'm not about the party scene. That's just not my thing. There was just something else. There was something else driving me to Miami and I just decided to go. It was amazing. First of all, Miami is much more than clubs. It is much more than (laughs) trucks. I jokingly say that, but we all know it's true. Um, It is much... I mean, the beach is gorgeous. I absolutely love it. The people, the food, the places. There is so much to see in Miami. It is beautiful, okay? So I absolutely loved it. I honestly could have stayed there... I mean... In my head, I was like, oh, maybe a year or two. Like, I I didn't necessarily have a plan. I was just happy. But then there came a shift where, I don't know, something was saying to me, I want to go to a place that will support my spiritual growth. To be honest with you, I don't know what the fuck that meant at that time in life. Like, I just said it. And I started Googling. And I was very attracted to the South. I've always been attracted to the South. And so I settled on Greenville, South Carolina. (laughs) What's here in Greenville? Well, it's a very charming place, very good food, but a very small town. And it's very quiet, especially when you just came from Miami. So in this time, I mean, when I asked for spiritual spiritual growth, I uh, definitely got it. And Honestly, this whole time has been transformational because because it has reinforced the peace that I got in quarantine. So I realize now what was happening in Miami is I was really excited. I was busy. I was doing things. I was loving life. I was drinking. I was going out, right? I was doing all the things that are fun, but it was also things that pulled me away from where I am today, which is where I want to be. So I decided to come here and I wanted quiet. I wanted to reflect internally. I wanted to understand more about me and where I was going and what I wanted to do. I also had this curiosity to learn more about the South. I decided to, to kind of just move forward with that. Don't get me wrong. Being here has been very enlightening, but y'all, I miss Miami. I really do, but it's for the best and I'm going to call it right now I will have a home in Miami at one point. It's just not today. So anyway, back to Greenville. Being here, I spent a lot of time to really just reflect. And I think people in my life, possibly, that have kind of heard me evolve and where I'm going and what's kind of happened and taken place may say that I found my purpose which is what brings me to this podcast. I have, in this quiet time, gone back to school for my master's degree in clinical mental health. And it's something I've thought about for a very, very long time. And I've made excuses, just much like we all do, as to why it was never the right time or why I shouldn't do it or why it wouldn't be good enough. blah di blah blah right? All the stories we tell each other or tell ourselves, excuse me. So I've done that. This podcast came to fruition. This idea working on a book, like all these things that I've always said I wanted to do that were always just thoughts in my head. um, We're here now. And people would say I found my purpose, right? And that's what this episode is about, is about finding your purpose. Well, hear me out. I don't believe there is such thing as finding your purpose. In fact, I don't believe we're supposed to find our purpose. Here's why. When you say finding your purpose, that is implying that at, one, at some point, you will stop finding, you will stop your hunt, because you would have found, and it's done. I don't believe that is how life is. In fact, I don't think we should be chasing or finding our purpose. Rather, we should be putting that energy into finding our peace, Because when you find your peace, you'll realize that the purpose that you are seeking is already there. All the answers you have to what you're supposed to do, who you want to be, who you're supposed to be is already within you. You don't need to find anything. But the reason why we focus on, we feed into this narrative of finding our purpose is because we're fucking miserable there is something in our life that we are unhappy with, and we are trying to find a reason to breathe. That is what we're doing. It sounds dramatic, but that is what we're doing. Every time I think back of when I was focused on finding my purpose, it is because. I was so unhappy with my job. It was always my job and that's usually where people struggle with finding their purpose is at work. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I couldn't hear what it was I wanted to be, where I wanted to put my skills and my energy into because I just allowed myself to feed into this negativity of disliking my job and then I Refocus that into finding my purpose, completely ignoring that all the answers are right there, but I couldn't hear them. Not to mention, I think if we continue to put so much energy into finding our purpose, we don't allow ourselves to evolve. Because what if this purpose you think you found actually grows into something else, Because you grew into someone else. We have different phases in our life. Therefore, our purpose may grow and evolve with it. So what does that mean? If you found your purpose and all of a sudden you're no longer passionate about it, you are now a failure? Like that doesn't make sense. So let's go back to finding your peace. If we focus on finding your peace, you will then recognize that your purpose is right there. You will never need to find it because you have it. Okay, so how do we find our peace? Well, I wrote it out in four steps. I'm not going to call them simple steps because it has taken me over a eh, course of a year or two to kind of go through them myself. Uh, but I want to share it with you. So the first one is Pray pray to God. If you don't believe in God, whatever rituals you have for the universe, do that. If you don't believe in anything, then look inward. But it's important to spend that energy into focusing on the relationship that you have with your faith. Because when you do that, you are once again taking it off yourself and the chaos that's created in your life and putting your trust and faith in something else that will direct you or guide you, or in some cases, reward you, depending on what it is you believe in. So pray. In my case, I believe in God. I pray to God and I asked for guidance. But here's the thing. You can pray the next thing is you have to listen but think about it like this imagine being at a crowded bar uh there's music there's yelling there's a group of girls next to you you know being white girl wasted and then you have the guys on the other side broing out and people are trying to walk by you and squeeze in between the bar and they're knocking things over they're kind of nudging your shoulder and the drink is spilling and it's just fucking annoying and all you're trying to do is have a good time and talk to the person that you're with Well, if the conversation's important to you and you can't hear them, what do you do? You go somewhere quiet. You find a different spot where people aren't bumping into you, where the music isn't as loud, where you can talk to that person, whatever it is you're trying to accomplish, you go somewhere else. That's the same with your mind and your heart. You need to declutter and detoxify all the shit going on. And some of that, that's the next step, is eliminating that toxicity. You need to eliminate the toxicity in your life from the relationships you have. Sometimes those relationships may just require boundaries. Sometimes you really just need to get rid of the people. That's up to you to decide. But you also need to not point the finger to everyone else and actually look at that within yourself. Because if we're talking in the example of people, You are accepting these people. You are attracted to these people. There is something within you that is not healthy that is bringing those relationships to you. Do not confuse that as bad things that happen to you are your fault. Some things that happen are beyond your control and someone... I just have to say this, someone violating you, disrespecting you, um, completely taking advantage of you is not your fault, regardless of the scenario. My point is, we are attracted to certain people and we welcome certain behaviors because we just don't know how to operate differently. But we need to look at that. Um, You also need to look at your own habits. You know, If you want to clear your debt or have a bigger savings, but you're constantly going on vacation and buying clothes and shoes and things you don't fucking need. Well, that's counterintuitive to your financial goals. So you really need to take a hard look at the toxicity in the relationships you have in your outside world, but also within yourself. Now, sometimes we can identify that within ourselves, but identifying that and understanding where it comes from and knowing how to relearn behaviors, that's a whole different ballgame. I highly suggest you see a therapist and go to your therapist just like I did Treat yourself as a science experiment. You just want to know how to get out of your fucking way. That's it. Sorry, all right. We prayed. We eliminated toxicity. The whole point is listening, which is the final step. But to me, this third step is probably the easiest out of all, and that is creating intentional time to have peace, meaning give yourself five, 10 minutes a day. The more time you can give yourself, the better, the more frequent you could do it during the week, the better. If you can do it daily, the better you will feel, the better the results will come, the more clarity you will have. If you can do it every day, I would highly suggest that you do that. Create some kind of ritual. Maybe that's you meditate before bed, 10 minutes a day, or you journal before you start your day or before bed or in the middle of your day. Um, I like to, if I don't get to do any of my like journaling, my art, my walks, if I don't get to do anything like that, what I like to do is I wake up, I don't look at my phone, I play either very peaceful music or I play my sermons. And what I'm doing while I'm listening to that is I'm making my bed and making my coffee. Like I'm getting ready for my day and I'm not talking or distracted by anything that's chaotic. So that's something you could do as well. But the point is you need to create intentional time that is strictly for yourself. Five minutes, 10 minutes, an hour, whatever you got. I suggest you don't share it with anyone. This is your self-care moment. This is your peaceful moment. This moment is all about you. So not every day is gonna be easy. Not every intentional moment you have, you're going to feel relieved or quite frankly, even at peace. But the point is we're doing it daily or frequently. We're setting that intention out for the purpose of, Having that time to ourselves, and when you have those moments, that is when you're going to finally be able to listen. That is when you are going to hear God advise you and direct you on what it is you need to do. That is when you're going to see the universe give you all your signs and answers. That is when you're going to recognize your intuition directing you on the next step. We can't listen, which is the last step if there's so much noise around us so it's just really important to create that intentional time to find that overall peace which will then answer your question as to what is my purpose. I hope something in this podcast has resonated with you, maybe even left you a little inspired to take some action and making some changes in your life. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and I look forward to bringing you more content. Please don't forget to rate and review and subscribe to this episode on whichever platform you're listening on. And I'll see you next week, guys.